Uh, thank you for joining us on another episode of A Little on the Long Side. It has been a while, but as normal, I am here with my cohort, Jim Henderson. My name is John Purchase. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, John. What have you been up to? I haven't talked to you in this capacity for a while. Well, you know, um, there's always fishing. So I've been. You doing... like to fish? Yeah. Wow. You, you know, you learn something new about people every day. Yeah, yeah. I took some friends of mine out yesterday, they had a blast. You could have gone out, but you were too busy doing something in Miami. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was getting in trouble over on the other side. Yeah. Well, you made it back. Uh, yeah. You're on dry land again. Yep. Um, it's always good. The boat didn't sink. That's nope. good. Caught some fish and made it back and brought back uh, my guest. And oh, and good. they they're back on dry they're land. Back, you didn't yeah, leave. Yeah. That's good. Nope. All right. All right. Good. Well, we got a couple things on the list for today. We're going to start with something that we have not talked about before, and that is the metaverse. Yes. You've heard the phrase. We've all heard the phrase. It's a, it's a buzzword these days. And uh, just to kind of set things up, I, I did find a, a nice definition of the metaverse for those who may not be. Amazingly, there's probably somebody that's not heard of it. But uh, there is a venture capitalist, a guy by the name of Matthew Ball, who defines the metaverse as uh, a, a 3D version of the internet and computing at large, which I think is a great sort of boiled down definition of what the metaverse is. A lot of people think of the metaverse as uh, thanks to Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook or meta. If you think of the the metaverse like putting on a, a set of 3D goggles yep, and you are sort of, in a manner of speaking, you're sort of now in the metaverse. It is a virtual version of the real world in very, very broad terms. Okay. So we're starting to see a lot of businesses grab that technology. We are a business that uh, is moving into a more technological place than we've been before. Correct. Um, so what I wanted to talk to you about was the use of the metaverse and doing business within the metaverse. We have talked, not on podcasts, but we've talked about doing virtual estimates. We do virtual estimates now. Correct. Where uh, it's not technically... A virtual estimate you know it's a facetime estimate where you're looking at somebody else's video feed a i see an estimate in the metaverse being sort of a thing like you take a virtual walk through someone's house so what i'm wondering is what your thoughts would be about how since we as a society are moving into more a quote-unquote virtual world where we do things virtually with real world outcomes sure what it might or could be like for a business like ours or any other business for that matter to work within the quote unquote metaverse and what the upsides and downsides might be and go wow john that's a lot of stuff it's a lot there's a lot of questions in there actually only like three but okay you're throwing something at somebody that understands the concept, so mm -hmm. to speak, but also somebody who's sort of old school in terms of relationships and people and, you know, that whole thing and, mm -hmm. and you know, God-fearing. and I guess how do we bridge the gap between yeah. those two? Because well, that's, that's ultimately that's where it's going to go. Yeah. I mean, you set the stage, so I'm the storyteller. And I'll tell you that since the beginning of the company, I wanted to use technology to make the process that our clients go through easier. 
and for us and for our company to be more profitable. And as you know, it's been many years of just failed uh, partnerships with, with partners that wouldn't embrace technology. And enter six years ago, digital transformation. It's the stuff that I have wanted to do for a long time. So, and I understand that's just, that's just a piece of the, what you're talking about. Because I, I do spend a fair amount of time looking at the things that are going on that, that are technology driven. And, and so I know that this recent uh, concern on health issues and worldwide has transformed a lot of uh, real life meetings into virtual meetings. And, and that's been talked about on how that's transforming the world in, in ways that are much more efficient. I mean, we all know that we're not driving cars, we're not flying planes for useless meetings just because. Uh, I mean, we do go to meetings, but they seem to have more purpose and it's more specific. We're, we learned a lot from what's happened in the last few years about what technology can save the planet and CO2 and all of that. Uh, so, and as you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate for environment and community. So that part of it I see. And, and, and certainly a, a virtual 3D... I love technology. I love the concept. I, I think with AI and, and where we are with simulation, I mean, you, you have movies that can simulate actors almost, you can't tell the difference. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're really, really looking. So that's cool. But I think it's like anything else. It can be a little scary if it's used improperly or in, incorrectly, or if it's in place of relationships. I mean, okay, so it's it's easier I, there's a board meeting tonight for for friends of foster children and ever since two years ago they have not had an in-person board meeting right and right. i like being with the people that that we work with and and it's it's virtual again because it's convenient and it's easy and and um you know i took a little break from going to the meetings and and i was kind of waiting for us to be able to get back to real meetings yeah so I, I when you're sitting across the table from these yeah, people, like sure. we are. I mean, we you imagine doing this virtually from your house and us being able to do this. I mean, yeah, I can get a kind of an effect of what you look like on a screen, I guess. But it's better some things you do in person. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, I can see the pros and the cons. You think about it, you, you can, you've got apps on your phone where you can take a picture of yourself and, and have a suit tailored for you. It measures you automatically. Right. So let's just take that technology and throw it into a virtual walkthrough. So a client just takes a, a downloaded app. We've, you know, bought, paid for the, the greatest and most precise measurement tools in there. And they just point pictures at everything. And, and the, we, we load the algorithm with what we know is data on each of these things, space, weight, mm -hmm. uh, even even like access. It can measure hallways and stairwells and probably make all of those decisions that we would make personally from experience 100% on data that, that we've collected. And so the margin of error is almost zero, but there's no personal interaction until our guys show up to physically move it. I think computer cannot simulate a lot of the other things that a virtual world uh, allows us uh, in, in, in terms of spatial inconsistencies, I should say. Um, it's just like autonomous cars. 
everyone was all excited. Self-driving cars. Yeah, sure. self-driving. Everyone, we're going to do it. They let them loose in the streets, and like within a few days, I don't know how many people will run over. It's just, it's a great idea, and it's going to happen. We can't stop it. How do I feel about not having to drive the car? Pretty cool. That's cool. So let me throw this back at you. What's what's the reason to get, need to get in a car if we can, we can just do every all our stuff virtually? If you can celebrate a birthday party in the virtual world that we're building, and I, th- I think I think what we're getting at, just my my feeling is, are, are we creating this to drive the technology? Are we are we creating to some degree a, a, an element of Oh gosh, I, I I can't risk seeing that person because I might get some unknown disease. I mean, we're very painfully aware of that more so now than than ever before. So I don't know. I I think there's there's a there's a, a line of personal interaction that's human. I mean, we I, I, there's a fine line. If if we draw that line and say you don't need to leave your space and you can work, you can everything can be done virtually. There's no interaction. I don't. I, where does it leave us in terms of that personal? I guess it's a matter of finding the balance between utilizing technology for the sake of convenience and efficiency, while still going back to what we talked about earlier, which was maintaining the sense of community and and human to human interaction, as yeah. opposed to, uh, you know, the Mark Zuckerberg version, you know, uh, an avatar of a human instead of seeing the actual person. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, again, I I guess that's the that line. That a lot of times, you, the intention is there, but then it gets misused mm-hmm. to extrapolate whatever. Uh, I think if X, then then Y, and then if Y, then Z. If you follow the uh, trail of how something started, I mean, I remember. Again, <laughs> I hate to say this, but. I, I remember when we got our first color TV. And <laughs> Don't was, age yourself. It now. was like four or five hundred dollars, and my br- two brothers, older brothers, and I, worked like all summer all these jobs: gardening, mowing lawns, you name it. Mm-hmm. I think probably the better part of uh, the winter before, saving up enough money so that we could buy for the family a color TV because our parents said color TV is the mark of the beast. Or something to that effect. That yeah. it, it was it was just a luxury that no one needed, and we weren't going to have one. Besides, they were too expensive. So we overcame the expense part by, by the kids working to yeah, earn the money. No, they didn't. Our parents didn't tell us to. We just right. said, "Here's here's the money. We're going to go get a color TV for the family." In which case, they said, "Oh, okay." But so I think it was really driven by money. Sure. But, they, they they tried to make it sound like uh, it was it was evil to have a color TV, so that wasn't too long ago. Sure, it sounds it sounds like it's ancient time. But side quest, do you remember the first show that you watched on that color TV? No idea. I well, that's disappointing. I was really hoping you were just going to drop a bomb on me. No, no, my memory sometimes is fleeting, <laughs> and uh, I'm constantly reminded of by my wife of. 43 years how somewhere in the first couple of years I was introducing her once and forgot her name or couldn't remember who she was or something so what's her name again Jim? it's I'm pretty sure it's Nanette <laughs> okay and Nan for short but just check I've been reminded of that uh, that brief 
lapse of memory for for now coming up on about 41 years yeah to our two listeners out there jim does not have a notepad with his wife's name written on it i'm just trying to put it in context i don't think i remember being whatever i was 12 years 14 years old getting a tv and in color and what i watched first it was probably i don't know it was probably one of the howdy doody show no that was black and white i think oh that's true it was all black and white wasn't it i don't know it could have been something like that like the lone ranger i remember that uh who was the one that uh i'm pretty sure it was a lone ranger he had tonto Mm -hmm. the the yeah yeah that was a big one and then and then the one that we always had to go to bed this is this is i was less than 10 that was probably seven eight nine years old and i'm sure that was in black and white but it was batman but oh, we had to, we had Adam to go West. to bed. Adam had to go to bed before whatever time it came on, and it <laughs> came on at like six o'clock. But we were in bed by or six thirty. We yeah. had to be in bed, and if we for some reason were able to get to see it, we thought we had won the lottery yeah. or something. So how long did it take your mom to come around to the idea of that new tech in the house? Not long. Yeah, once once they didn't have to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the so, greatest invention ever. Yeah, I, they warmed up. They also said that again. Grew up in northern Maine, so they also said one thing we'd never have was a snowmobile because that was for rich people. Mm-hmm. And then you know, the, over the years, you get the bobsled, the toboggans, and all of that. And there's nothing else really to buy. And they were stuck with okay, now what do we get the kids for Christmas? So one day, uh, out there in the yard was a it wasn't brand new it was a used ski-doo snowmobile yeah the the 340 tnt <laughs> with with the racing clutch and everything and the really sad thing is that was the only year we didn't see any snow all year <laughs> and i'm not kidding we, we had no snow all year and so we were driving this thing up and down the 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 fields you know, you, you couldn't drive it through the woods or anything, so we'd just drive it up the grass fields, and, the, and we'd get heavy frost. And uh, so we, it was the next winter before we got to actually use it. So if anybody out there has a Ski-Doo TNT... 340, 340. 340, yeah. We're going to need to get our hands on that. Yeah, it's definitely... I don't know what happened to it, but I know the racing clutch was not a good idea. Cause that, not a good idea. Not a good idea for a bunch of young bunch, kids. No, no, it was not a good idea. Because I can't tell you how many times we would smell the. If anyone's ever smelled a burnt up clutch, yeah, it's a very s- distinct smell. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, that happened more than once. And, and then you can't ride the darn thing, yeah. even with the snow. But uh, did you get in trouble for burning out the clutch? Did you have to go back in and were you relegated to the black and white TV? Well, that's it, Jim. No, 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 no. So back to technology back. You know, I guess the the point is that you have to think in the last five or six years, we've seen more advances in technology than we've seen most of my life. I mean, it took 30 years to get from black and white TV to color TV almost Mm -hmm. 20 years. The technology is going to advance faster than it ever has. So I, I, I'd like to see it slow down a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with physically going into a house, seeing it, and and meeting the person that we're going to engage mm-hmm. business with. Sure. We we certainly had done a bunch of virtual over the past few years, and it's worked out. But eventually, someone's going to have to be in that house regardless well and that we've talked about this before that's one of the things about this industry this is going to be an industry that is very very difficult if not altogether impossible to completely automate 
yeah. there will always have to be some degree of uh, physical you know, handling. Of human interaction in yeah. there. Well, up to a point, again, if you look at, it used to be weird. You look at the Jetsons and say, oh, yeah, that's too futuristic. Well, you know, if, if the only clean air is off the planet mm-hmm. and we have to live like that, then we'll find a way to do it. That we're very resourceful that way. But also in a very futuristic world, there's probably little need for a lot of the conveniences that we have. So at the end of the day, uh, I would guess that you, because we know where the company takes steps every day to move forward and and take advantage of the tools that will help us operate more efficiently and take better care of our clients. So correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, it's a matter of, of taking those steps cautiously and yeah. with thought about what right. you lose right. along the way. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a certain amount of interaction that's good for all humans mm-hmm. at, at all levels. Uh, and and the breakdown of that is, is, I think, the root of some of the the issues that we see. Uh, my wife was a, a nurse for many years and it was, she got into nursing so she wanted to hands-on, mm-hmm. be with the patient, take care of them, listen to what's going on. And she's retired now a few years, but the last few years, it was all about the computer and getting everything into the insurance company just right because otherwise they weren't going to pay anything. Yeah. And her time one-on-one with the patient was almost zero. And, and they, they would just farm it out to an, a, a low-paid orderly to just take care of checking vitals and stuff. And when she started, it was that was part of the glory of being a nurse, is getting to know the patient, knowing their history, and knowing uh, the best treatment and from, from spending time with them. And uh, I, I remember her coming home many times, very frustrated. She said, I just spent the whole day in front of a computer screen. I didn't really spend any time with my patients. And what's really sad, she's working with a lot of them were dying, sure. uh, cancer patients. So yeah. a personal interaction is everything. But uh, that the drive for using computers to process data and to do analytics on, on even terminally ill people was more important than the time spent just trying to find out how their family was doing and you know if there's anything that that they could do for them and that kind of thing and and uh, and god forbid that something didn't get just right on the computer and and now they weren't getting the medications that were helping them fight pain and stuff and 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 uh, and then they'd have to spend two more hours inputting the stuff and yeah we've all had to deal with the 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 inconvenience of modern convenience. Sure. So, yeah, so to there, speak. there's no doubt that there's <laughs> you know, a downside. How, to how many hours did we spend trying to, <sighs> I won't mention an, a particular airline, ah, <laughs> yeah. for me to, to use these points that I had earned from spending all this money on my credit card. And it took the better part of four, maybe six yeah. hours because yeah. we couldn't get a person. And when we finally did, oh my gosh, it was. There was nothing that made that easy. Yeah, a benefit ceases to be a benefit when it causes more pain than than yeah. the award is supposed to give. Yeah, and I guess I guess that's one of the things is we we are pushing the the limit of human interaction because people are just used to not getting a person. 
<laughs> how many times do I, I'll pick up the phone in the office and they say, oh, thank goodness, a real oh, person. Yeah. A real person answering the phone. I didn't expect anyone to answer. Yeah. yeah so. How does business get done? It is shocking how many times you do. Exactly yeah. as you said, when you go to call a business yeah. that you interact with and there's no humans. No. And the bigger the business, the more frequently that seems to happen. Sure. So in a metaverse, the the new 3D world, yeah. uh, part of that is you know, creating these virtual assistants who, through AI, can almost replicate a human. I, I'm picturing, like, you're in the metaverse, and you have your little avatar character walking through a room where you sit down at your fake 3D computer, and that's where you see the real human on the screen. Right. Yeah. So We're living in a new so, age, Jim. So, so you thought you were going to... Get me being the the negative guy about all this, and you just said it. No, yeah. no, no. I didn't think you're negative about it, but I appreciate, and because I feel the same, the importance of community and the importance of human interaction. Yep. yep. Um, you know, as as you know, when COVID first hit, I, I did spend a short time uh, working from my house. Um, got some family who, uh, you know, just couldn't mm -hmm. take the risk. Sure. And it was a very, very strange, and challenging thing to do and to get used to. And I'm glad I didn't have to do it for very long. Yeah. Um, because there is so much that yeah. gets left out when you don't, not that I show up to work and I hug everyone I work with, but just being in proximity of, of other humans, you know, outside of your immediate family is important. You don't physically hug us, but we know you are. Hugging I us. would, if I, if it was, if it was workplace <laughs> appropriate, Jim, you know, I would. <laughs> I'm just, I'm worried about the Weinstein lawsuits at the end uh, of the day. You know, we all worry about those. So anyway, on, on the Metaverse, I, you know, I read a lot of verse in, in, mm -hmm. in the morning. I, I read from scripture. One of the verses that, that comes to mind is, um, and it's Solomon, and, and, and he's talking about what's important and that ultimately anything that man thinks they can accomplish outside of their... Uh, unique uh, need to be connected to God is is going to come not to fruition that that all of these essentially all of these things that we create whether it's more computers or more conveniences and all of the things that we have that's fine but if if we think that's it that that's that's the end all to end all that we're that we're going down the wrong road so in a sense that's what we're saying is ultimately there's a soul ultimately mm -hmm. there's a relationship that whether we want to admit it or not that brings us to a higher calling it's called ethics morality spirituality whatever you want to put it but i think it's there for all of us it, it can get taken out sometimes with all of these conveniences or sure. all of these things but we should we should always remember that that's not the end all that these things that make life convenient inside we, we there's a connection yeah we have a soul and that soul needs to be fed and uh and it, it a lot of it is fed through human interaction personal mm -hmm. interaction I, I firmly believe that i like that. that's a fine line that you have to walk to get the yeah. best of both worlds and on that note i say we uh we wrap this one mm -hmm. and uh as always a treat to hang out and chat with you yeah thanks uh thanks john uh, and next time it Give me a cue card or something. It'll be quicker and easier, and I, I won't. I won't ramble. Quite. No, I'll still ramble. You're doesn't, still rambling. Doesn't yeah. matter. Okay. And that's it's All called right. a little on the long side. Oh, a that's right. A little on the cue card side. Okay. All right. You know what? We'll do a series though of like one shot podcasts that are all like forty five seconds long. 
That's all you're going to get. You'll get less than a minute. Okay. To hit, to cover it. You know what? We'll, we'll do two. Okay. Two minutes. And that, that you'll have 120 seconds to drive home whatever the point is, and that'll be it. Okay. I love it. All right. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, I hope you join us again on the next one. Bye.